Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. And on today's episode, crazy excited, my guest is Alexis Green, Marketing Manager for Fever Tree Canada. Welcome, Alexis. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I'm super excited to dive into everything Fever Tree and learn all about mixers today. Yay! But first, as with all our episodes, let's start by sharing what we are drinking today. And Alexis, since you are my guest, you get to go first. What are you drinking? Well, I decided to keep it simple, and I am drinking our refreshingly light cucumber tonic with some gin. Oh, that is an excellent choice. Today, I'm actually drinking Tangeray Rangpur gin and Fever Tree sparkling pink grapefruit. Yes. Yes. It's so refreshing. A great summer go-to cocktail. The lime flavor notes in the gin go super well with Fever Tree Mm. sparkling pink grapefruit which is hard to say while you're drinking. (laughs) It's like one of those Sally sells seashells by the seashore. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, okay. Now that we've got our beverages out of the way and we're good to go. Tell me about Fever Tree, how it all got started, the awesomeness of the company. So the company actually started in 2003 with the meeting of our founders, Tim and Charles. So Charles had actually bought Plymouth Gin when Plymouth Gin was going bankrupt. Nobody really had ever heard of it anymore and brought it back to the brand that we all know and love today and see on many, many back bars. And Tim came from a marketing background and they got together because they actually wanted to purchase another gin company together and over coffee. They got talking about the poor quality mixers that were on the market. You had these beautiful 60, whatever, 50, $40 gins, and you're mixing them with 99 cent cans of tonic that had high, you know, like saccharin or high fructose corn syrup or whatever. And they set out on a mission, which became our motto. If three quarters of your drink is the mixer, the mix with the best. And they went back to the British libraries. They pulled out all the books on botanicals and all that kind of stuff. They did like 18 months of research. They traveled the world. The first place they ended up going was the Democratic Republic of Congo to find the last remaining Chinchona plantation original chinchona plantation there are other chinchona trees i was like i hope we're not in danger (laughs) wait what no (laughs) the last original one and that's actually where we get our company name from the nickname of the chinchona tree is the fever tree oh i did not know that yeah because people who were native to india which is where this monk named agacito went in the 1600s and realized that the people who were living there were chewing on the bark of this tree when they had malaria wow because malaria was such a huge problem back then. Right. Right. So that's kind of the history of tonic water. And then you fast forward about 200 years to some enterprising Mm -hmm. British soldiers during the East India Wars in India. And they took their rations, which is actually quinine, which is what you get from the bark. Right. Right. And they mix it with their, you know, spoonful of sugar, Mary Poppins style and their ration of citrus for scurvy. And then they made friends with the, you know, young people in the Navy. Right. And there you have your first 
gin and tonic. Right. And that gin way back then, I have to say, was pretty rough. <laughs> gin has a really dark history. Yeah, which we will get into on another episode. But yeah. It does. And absolutely. Okay. I did not know that's where Fever Tree name came from, that you learn something new every day. Exactly. (laughs) So I know the company and you too have a very strong commitment to sustainability. And that's a big part of Fever Tree. So can you just dive deep a little bit more into that and what that means and the five branches and all that cool stuff? So because we source so many of our ingredients from the earth, you know, it's become, you know, we're on the road to carbon neutral. We never pack in, you know, all of our bottles are glass and they've got aluminum caps and our cans are aluminum. So they're recyclable. We utilize partially recycled materials in our everything really. And then we also want to be sustainable, not just for the planet itself, but also some of the places we are sourcing. So our big charity is Malaria No More, right? Because in places like the Democratic Republic of Congo, where we get our quinine from, that's still a huge problem. So we do lots of fundraising around that World Malaria Day. We did some for World Gin and Tonic Day, where we raised money via Instagram. So you know, we really just, we planted urban trees in the UK. We've done here uh, last winter, we did a program with the Fairmont Chateau Whistler, where for everybody who ordered a fever tree drink from a special menu or went to our dining domes, money was contributed to Trees Canada for the upkeep and planting of trees in rural and urban environments. So, I mean, I could go on and on and on about, yeah. You know, there's the water component and there's the we're doing a pledge right now company wide where we all had to make pledges about how we were going to become greener. So like my pledges are I'm a big tea drinker, so I'm only going to let my kettle boil once, you know, wash with cold water, hang to dry where possible, stuff like that. And it's a cool website because it tells you actually over the duration of the program that we're doing, how much you are positively impacting the environment we get days off or days to serve to do things like the planting of the trees. So, I mean, that's kind of part of our DNA is sustainability. And I love that so much because I truly believe that it, you know, business needs to step up more and more to help us, you know, heal our planet and move towards a sustainable planet in total. That's been in your business ethos from the beginning. Yes, it has. I mean, we just continue to build on it as time goes. Okay, let's talk about mixers. First of all, and I know why, but let's tell our audience (laughs) why you call them mixers and not just tonic. Pop? Pop. You know, so. Well, I mean, there are two reasons. One, we're not a pop company because the company was really developed and we continue to develop our flavors as specifically targeted to being mixed with fine spirits. Like, Absolutely, you can drink the sparkling pink grapefruit on its own or the sparkling Sicilian lemonade. But sparkling pink grapefruit, you know, was crafted to make a Paloma with tequila, you know, that kind of stuff. The gingers have rums and whiskeys in mind. A lot of people know us as our Indian tonic water, you know, the one with the yellow label or ginger beer company. But in Canada, we actually have 16 different flavors. Which blows my mind. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. We have a whole range of tonics. We have a whole range of gingers. We've got a range of sparkling as well that doesn't have tonic in it. So there's really 
a fever tree for everybody. There really is. And I have to say it was a couple of years ago that I had my first fever tree and I was actually in Ireland having a gin and tonic and they gave me fever tree tonic. I'm like, what, what is this? This is amazing. And then I came back to Canada trying to find it and being on Prince Edward Island, not the easiest thing. But then my grocery store started carrying it. And at first it was just the ginger beer and the main tonic. And then suddenly all these new flavors started appearing and it's like, Ooh. And so that's why my pink grapefruit now, it's yeah. one of my you're like elderflower, Mediterranean yes. tonic, aromatic tonic. Oh my goodness. They're Gin- gingers. Yes. And, yeah. It's completely changed my life. It's completely changed <laughs> how I drink my gin, to be honest, because being a gin fan, we drink many different gins and some go great with some gins, some go great with other gins. And so you change the gin, you change the flavor, you change the mix, you change the flavor. So it's just this constant awesomeness of creating all these different cocktails without using a single recipe, right? You're just experimenting. So it's pretty awesome. And that's why we put out the flavor wheel, right? Where you can look at the gins and look at the tonics and pair them up. But part of the fun too, is discovering your own favorites. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So let's just go back a teeny bit. And what sets your mixers apart from everybody else? Now, I know we've talked a bit about it and, you know, sourcing locally and that kind of thing, but with such a variety of mixers and let's just even just talk about tonic. Why is your tonic so amazing compared to other tonic? You mean other than the amazing taste? (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I used to not like tonic. I'm right there with you. You know, I thought, what is this? What, what, why are people putting this in their gin and ruining their gin? (laughs) And then I just, as I said, I discovered fever. I was like, oh, that's what it's supposed to be like. And now gin and tonic's amazing. But yeah, like you guys are so unique and your founders obviously had a brilliant idea. So is there anything else that kind of just puts you guys out there as top of the top of mixer? Oh, yeah. I was just kidding about, I mean, not kidding. I mean, we do taste great, but you know, there are loads of, you know, what's the difference? We, everybody who loves spirits knows that water is one of the key ingredients, Mm. right? Right. So, I mean, we've got water that we source from a borehole in the UK that has a low minerality, which if you're drinking like sparkling water, maybe you want some minerality because you want that sort of like flavor and difference. But when you're using it to mix with, you want something that has a low minerality because it won't affect the flavor of your cocktails. We also have high levels of fine carbonation. The carbonation helps to carry the flavor of the cocktail, but the fine carbonation is really a lovely mouthfeel. It's not those big bubbles that kind of hurt your mouth. Um, They also dissipate quite quickly. You know, you lose your carbonation. You know, we have only naturally sourced ingredients. We never use artificial sweeteners. We never use artificial colors. We never use artificial flavors. If you look at the back of your bottle, there's literally like a handful of ingredients. You can pronounce them all. You know what they all are too. And even down to like the sugar that we use, you know, we don't use artificial sweeteners, even in our refreshingly light line, but in the full sugar line, we use 
cane sugar. And it's funny that you said you weren't a tonic person before. I used to be a gin and soda drinker because that wasn't my jam. And I had tried Fever Tree back in, I want to say 2015 in the UK, Mm. came back, couldn't find it, you know, in my local grocery store or whatever. I was approached for the job and I was like, what am I going to do? I don't drink tonic water. I'm a terrible (laughs) liar. Even before my first interview, I went and I tried a bunch of them and I was like, oh, this is what tonic's supposed to, I can rock this. Yeah. Yeah. I love that it's low in calorie too. Like there's sugar in it, but not much. And most of them are fairly low in calorie. If you compare them to those high fructose ones or the ones that are big, regular ones in the grocery store, their calories like wholly off the charts versus, Mm -hmm. you know, like gin itself you know, no carbs right there. It's good to drink all in its own. But when we are adding, you know, your tonics and other mixers, I do look at that. Right. And I'm sure I'm not the only person who's reading the ingredient and the calories and all that on the back. And I was pleasantly surprised on how low even just the regular tonic is. So, and then when you go to the refreshingly light, holy man, that's even better. Like your sparkling pink grapefruit has 30 calories and seven grams of sugar. It's quality over quantity, right? It's not like the days when, like in the nineties, when I was bartending, that was not really the case. (laughs) Um, We won't but, go know, back to the 90s, right? We now. won't go back to the 90s. No. <laughs> that was I think whole... I might have just dated myself a little bit, but that's okay. Oh, me too. That's why I'm like, oh, we won't go back. Well, okay. One little thing. In the 90s, I was drinking gin and seven up because I didn't I... Even know about soda or things like that. I was like, Ugh. now I can't. Honestly, in imagine. the 90s, I think I was drinking like sex on the beach or <laughs> amaretto sours. Yeah. I remember oh, that was and, a thing. Uh, Singapore slings. I couldn't drink one of those now if you paid me. (laughs) That was always too many ingredients for like the nightclub bartender that I was way, way, way back in the day. So, (laughs) but, and we found that, especially, you know, in the last, we'll say 18 months that Mm -hmm. people really want to treat themselves at home. They're looking to elevate their drinking experience, but in a simple way, that's not going to break the bank, right? They're sort of looking for that you know, they're not looking for the mainstream, but they're not looking for the ultra premium. They're kind of in that like nice little deluxe in the middle and they want something of quality to mix with that gin or vodka or whiskey or rum or whatever it is. We have loads of non-alcoholic cocktails that you absolutely as well. Absolutely. So is there anything else you want to tell us or share personal fun story? Perhaps personal fun story. (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) The only thing that I want to mention is going back to the sparkling pink grapefruit that you are drinking Mm. that I'm so excited to have in Canada. I mean, it only launched at the beginning of May and it is just spectacular. Like I drink it with an aperitif because I'm all about the low ABV, low alcohol by volume. Right. I use a lot of <laughs> acronyms. Sorry. <laughs> you can make a Paloma with it, with tequila. You can make vodka spritz with it. You can mix it with something like, you know, non-alcoholic, like a seed lip, but you know, mm-hmm. theirs are meant to mimic the flavors in an alcoholic spirit. Right. And it's just such a delight. That one in my refreshingly light cucumber, which didn't get its pomp and circumstance because sadly it arrived three weeks after lockdown last year. So it was kind of like the little silent hero of 2020. Yeah. I didn't realize that the 
grapefruit only came out a couple months ago. I feel like I've been drinking it forever, but I haven't. But I, I tried I, it in the US yeah. in February of 2019 and I was obsessed. Mm. Like I would just drink it on its own at Mm -hmm. like every lunch break we had, every dinner (laughs) break we had every, because we were there for a meeting. Mm -hmm. And then I came home and I was like, we don't have it in Canada. Oh my goodness. What am I going to do? So, and now it's here and yes, thank goodness. Well stocked in my fridge now. (laughs) Mine too. It's really funny because I have a separate mixer fridge. Well, it's funny. I've been joking with my partner that I need to get like a mini fridge just for my mixers because they take up so much space. They do. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened at Christmas. We had to get out a separate fridge just to put all our mixers in. Don't be afraid to do that because. Oh, I'm not. It's more of a space thing. Like, I think if I got a fridge, it would probably have to get plugged in underneath the dining room table right now, but Uh, it's on my wish list. Well, they come in all sizes. So don't be afraid to get one. Okay. Well, I think we're at our time for today. There you have it. Everything you ever wanted to know about Fever Tree and mixers and sparkling pink grapefruit. Thank you so much, Alexis, for being here today. It's so fun just to talk about cool mixers and gin. And it's my jam, as you know. And thank you for listening and be sure to check out our show notes for links and the ginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs and remember there's a story at the bottom of every bottle of gin thanks for listening to this episode of ginspire brought to you by the ginshop.ca if we've ginspired you drop us a note Heather at the ginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin. <laughs>